0: Good morning, Maranatha. Joyous resurrection celebration. Hallelujah. This is Resurrection Sunday, and if you're a Christian today, you have every reason to celebrate today. Amen. It is traditional to have a great meal, uh, family gatherings, uh, because this is how we celebrate great events, and a great event has occurred. Something so fantastically wonderful happened in Jerusalem over 2,000 years ago, and it is still impacting the world in the 21st century. And it wasn't the virgin birth of our Savior. It wasn't even the crucifixion of our Lord. For without this, both Christmas and Calvary would be long forgotten. If death could hold Jesus as its victim, then his sacrifice was not accepted. His mission would have failed. And the most important event, therefore, in human history is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we're going to talk to you today about the resurrection of Jesus, our victory guarantee. Hallelujah. So if you have your Bibles, go to Romans chapter 1 and verse 4 or just jot it down today. And I want to declare in light of this verse, the resurrection guarantees the deity of Jesus Christ, which is crucial to our victory. And we're going to explore that as we go forward today. Romans 1 and verse 4 says about Jesus and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. You see, friend, if Jesus is not the Christ, if He's not the Son of God, if He's not the Messiah, the Anointed One, if He's not God incarnate, if His blood wasn't perfectly sinless, "...then it cannot cleanse us from our sins. His sacrifice is of no redeeming value. And we've followed a fraud, a good man, even a great man, a highly anointed prophet, but not the Son of God and our Savior. Ah, but the resurrection has declared Him to be the Son of God with power." With power over death, with power over sin, with power over Satan, with power over circumstances, with power over angels. And Jesus has the power to save because he is the Son of God. Someone has said the resurrection of Jesus separates Christianity from the other religious systems of the world. Buddhism. Confucianism and many other religions are based on moral codes. Certainly these systems have, have some value in that they teach a higher morality uh, than, than the world about them, but their fault lies in that limitation. They have never mastered death and never will. And the leaders of every one of these world religions, they have died and stayed dead. Take the resurrection of Christ from Christianity, and you have only another moral code, one higher than the others, but still just a way of life, based largely on the precept, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said, If Christ hath not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is vain. So the resurrection of Jesus is our Hope today. It's our assurance that we have a living Savior to help us live the way we should now, and that when in the end we set forth on that last journey, we shall not travel an uncharted course, but rather we shall go on a planned voyage, life to death to eternal living. Praise God. Friend of mine, I'm so glad to celebrate the resurrection of our lord and our savior today the resurrection of jesus guarantees therefore our justification romans 4:25 says who was delivered for our offenses and who was raised again for our justification this is a a, a forensic term it, it is it is showcased in a courtroom the high court of heaven The supreme judge of the universe has declared us not guilty as a result of Christ's death and resurrection. Satan can no longer accuse us before God. And when your sins and mine are forgiven, neither can anyone else. Hallelujah. Romans 8 and verse 34 says, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. You see, the death and resurrection of Jesus are essential to our redemption. We are free men and women this morning if you're a Christian. We're not under the law nor condemned by it, for we have been justified. Hallelujah. Acts thirteen thirty nine says it beautifully. And by him, all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. All because he was raised for our justification. The Easter message, the true Easter message, the Celebration of the resurrection tells us that our enemies, sin, the curse, and death are beaten. Ultimately, they can no longer defeat us. They still behave as though the game was not decided. The battle was not already fought. But we must still reckon with them, therefore. But fundamentally, fundamentally, (laughs) we, we cease to fear them anymore. The resurrection assures us of victory. Victory is guaranteed because of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The resurrection guarantees our forgiveness of sin. 1 Corinthians 15:17. it says, If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and you are yet in your sins. There's no way out for the sinner if Jesus did not defeat death. The resurrection of Jesus declares that sin can be and will be forgiven. His blood was accepted as the atoning sacrifice. His blood sprinkled the mercy seat in heaven. The doors of grace swung open to all who would believe. The resurrection declares that His blood was accepted, that it was indeed sinless. Therefore, able to obtain forgiveness by satisfying God's holy requirement, a lamb without spot and without blemish. Hallelujah. The resurrection proves that Jesus was the Son of God and became the Lamb of God, our atoning sacrifice. Hallelujah. The Lord has provided a lamb. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, it says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. Verse 19 says, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot, our sins have been forgiven All our sins, large and small, omission and commission, secret sins and public sins, all forgiven when we repent and confess them. Not because God looks the other way, but because our sins were judged in Christ. His blood, His death and pain took them away. The resurrection guarantees the believer a deathless hope. You know, many people are dying a hopeless death around the world. For the Christian, it is a deathless hope. Yes, the body can die, but the spirit does not die. And the scriptures say to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, not in some dark terrifying, terrible pit or place. Not in a grave or in, in some kind of mausoleum. No, no, no. Praise God. First Corinthians 15 and verse 20 says, but now is Christ raised from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. You know what that means? It means he is the first Man, the first human being. See, he was God, and this is the mystery. He was God incarnate, God in flesh, and he became the first human being to die. To live and die and be raised to never die again in a glorified body. Hallelujah. Praise God. But he wasn't the only one. He made it possible for everyone who puts their trust in Christ to have that same experience. He is the first fruits of them that slept. Hallelujah. Or had, had died to be raised and never to die again as he rose from the dead and lives forever so will the bodies of believers be raised from the tomb this is the unshakable confidence of the saints the apostle paul wrote in 1 corinthians 15:54 death is swallowed up in victory it happened On resurrection morning, death could not conquer Christ, and therefore it cannot conquer those who are in Christ. Hallelujah. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead is the source of the Christian message, which has given hope to the hopeless and comfort to all who are in deep sorrow. You see, the resurrection guarantees the believer a deathless hope. Instead of a hopeless death, the Christian fellowship is, 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 is in all the world a test to the strength that is gotten from the faith which commends our souls of our beloved loved ones that have died to the keeping of Christ, and our own soul to his safe keeping. And so we lift up our hearts as we repeat the ancient creed familiar to so many. I believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting (laughs) hallelujah i can live forever with god trouble illness and death may come but my real self my soul will go on living in another existence with almighty god and that is one of the plain meanings of the resurrection resurrection means reunion Fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, friends, loved ones, await us. Just on the other side, on Resurrection Sunday, the pastor would proclaim, He is risen. And the congregation would respond, He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The result of the resurrection is our guarantee. Of victory today. Let me give you a testimony of history. A Jewish historian by the name of Josephus wrote at the end of the first century AD in his Antiquities, and I'm going to quote Now there was about this time a wise man named Jesus. If it be lawful to call him a man, for he was a doer of wonderful works, a teacher of of such men as received the truth with pleasure. He drew over to men himself many Jews and also many Greeks. This man was the Christ, and when Pilate had condemned him to the cross, upon his impeachment by the principal man among us, those who had loved from the first did not forsake him, for he appeared to them alive on the third day. The divine prophets have spoken these and thousands of other wonderful things about him. And even now, the race of Christians, so named from him, has not died out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, listen, we're still here, and he's still alive. I'm going to read his quote again, the last of his quote about Jesus' resurrection. And even now, the race of Christians so named from him has not died out. We're still here, and he's still alive. I want that to be our theme. I mean, you know, the world is not happy that we're still here. But let me tell you something, dear friend. They're going to miss us when we're gone. Amen. When Christ comes for his bride and we go home to live with him forever and come back to reign with him forever, I want you to know the world is going to miss us when we're gone. Amen. We are the salt of the earth we you know when it when that statement was made uh in the new testament salt can yes i've heard it ministered this way and it's not necessarily wrong but it's not the real meaning of this salt of the earth. You know we're the salt. We season the the food to make it tasty. We we're the seasoning of the gospel to to make it palatable to people by by the way we live and our joy and our peace and our victory and and, and I've also heard it that salt makes people thirsty and and they want to come and drink. Uh we we're a convicting force, a convincing force. But ultimately, salt in that day was used to keep because of no refrigeration. It was used to keep meat from putrefying. And I'm going to tell you when we are taken out of this world, then the devil has full sway and full reign for a season. And he's going to take advantage of that. And he's going to deceive through three years of a utopian world and a false peace through a false prophet and uh, and uh, the Antichrist. But I'm going to tell you the last three and a half years, this world has never seen anything like it, and they'll never see anything like it again. Because all of the accumulated wrath of God that hasn't been appeased by the atonement of Christ, those who have not received Christ as Savior, the wrath of God is going to be poured out in a very short three and a half year period. And until he that leadeth is taken out of the way. The Bible says that son of perdition, the Antichrist cannot be manifest. But when he that leadeth, and who is he that leadeth? It is the, the church that is here that is still interceding in behalf of the lost and the damned and the dying today. When we're gone the devil is going to Put forth his false messiah and his plan to disrupt and destroy on this planet. And God's wrath will certainly come because of the accumulated sin that has filled his cup of indignation. But friend, as long as we're here, it's like we're holding open the door of the ark and crying out, Come, Come, whosoever will let him come and drink of the river of life freely. Praise God. Dear friend of mine, I want you to know that today we're celebrating our victory. And we're celebrating the opportunity for everyone, everyone, literally, to come to know Christ as their Savior. Amen. And God, through us, is calling Whosoever will, let him come and drink of the river of life freely. Today, as we celebrate the resurrection, we celebrate the goodness, the mercy, and the grace of our God. Hallelujah. Listen, today, in Romans 8 and verse 11, as we close, it says, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you praise god you see his rising is a guarantee that our bodies will be raised i love 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 through 18 said, what, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those that are asleep, literally dead, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Now, he didn't say it wouldn't hurt. It didn't say that we wouldn't have the sorrow of of losing that person for a season from our physical presence. But I want you to know we do not sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, that's what we believe. That's what we are celebrating today. Even so, them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you, and I love this. This is not the the musing of, of some holy men or women. This we say unto you by the word of the Lord In the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Praise God. Amen. Friend of mine, it is these very words that are read at almost every funeral that you could possibly attend. Because they are words of comfort. And they are words of hope. So instead of facing a a hopeless death, we face a deathless hope. For to be absent from the body is not to be put in a casket and lured into a hole in the ground. It's not to be put in an urn somewhere and set on a shelf. That's the old body. That's the remains. As it is written, you know, dust goes back to dust from whence it came. But we... Fly away. (laughs) Hallelujah. You see, the real you and the real me is the eternal spirit that lives within us. The eternal undying part of us that death will never conquer. And I'm not just talking about physical death. It's appointed unto man. If Jesus tarries, it's appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment and the judgment that we will face as Christians is not determining whether we spend where we spend eternity. That is the great white throne judgment in Revelation twenty. But this is the judgment seat of Christ where we'll be rewarded or ashamed by what we have done for him and in his behalf here. While we were at home in the body, amen and friend of mine that that is a judgment that i I don't want to be ashamed I want to be able I want to hear him say well done I really that more than the holy city uh, more than than anything else, I want to hear him say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant, not perfect in any sense of the word, but good." good intention for sure, and faithful. I want to be faithful to Him. Hallelujah. I want people to, to hear of Him because I speak of Him, but more importantly, I want people to see, amen, Him in my life. Somewhere in my weak, failing flesh, I want them to see the goodness and the grace and the love of the Lord Jesus and of God the Father. Praise God. I want to be faithful unto Him. How about you today? As we celebrate the resurrection that guarantees our victory, let's, let's, let's get the victory today, amen, that He's granted us by standing up and claiming victory over the world. And victory over our weak flesh, and victory over our adversary, the devil. Praise God, because today his victory has become our victory, and it's all wrapped up in the resurrection from the dead. Who is he that condemneth the day? It's Christ that died for us, yea, rather, is raised. From the dead. Amen. In the ancient church age, they used to say at the end, and not so long ago, they followed the tradition, the pastor or leader of the resurrection celebration service would say, He is risen, and the congregation would respond by replying, He is risen indeed giving their affirmation and confirmation to this great truth that is still impacting our world and our life. Here today, in the postmodern world, in the 21st century, He is risen. I'm going to say it, and I want you to say, if you will as Christians, He is risen indeed. And say it with a shout of triumph and a shout of victory because Jesus' resurrection guarantees our victory. He is risen. I can't hear you. Come on. He is risen indeed. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. You know, a lot of times I say in our teaching, something is so exciting my soul and should yours from the word. Have you got on your shouting shoes? Are you ready to shout hallelujah? Praise you, Lord, today. Well, it's time that the Christian community not withdraw because of the darkness and the sinfulness and the hatred, really, that is coming against the true church and true Christians. Friend of mine, it just identifies us with our Sovereign and our Savior. Marvel not if the world hates you. It hated me before it hated you. But if you were of the world, the world would embrace you and the world would love its own. But you're not of the world. And that should be a badge of authenticity to every child of God. Today, if you don't know Jesus, this Resurrection Sunday, you can be saved because He lives today. Don't run from Him. Run to Him. Confess your sins. We're holding the door to the ark open. God wants you inside and safe. In Jesus' name.